We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The hottest next tape you'll find online. Next all day. We bleed blue and orange. This is Knicks Fan TV, your one-stop shop for the ultimate New York Knicks fan experience. News, rumors, debates, post-game live streams featuring live callers. Let's go Knicks, baby! And now, your host, CP, the NY Fanatic. All right, here we go. Salute to Knicks Nation. Happy Friday. This is another edition of Knicks Fan TV. CP of the Knicks Fan TV here. If you're a diehard Knicks fan who loves to talk about Knicks news, Knicks rumors, and post-game live analysis featuring live callers, smash that subscribe button below and the notification bell so you don't miss anything. Just a quick show tonight. We will take some calls if you're interested. Just wanted to recap some of the latest news and rumors of the week. And we're going to start off with Marcus Morris. uh, Because according to Ian Begley of SNY, the Knicks and Marcus Morris have strong mutual interest in a return for Mook for next season. Strong mutual interest from the Knicks and Marcus Morris for Mook to return next season. Um, So what does that mean for the trade deadline? What does that mean uh, six days left until the trade deadline? Will the Knicks still execute a trade for Marcus Morris, knowing that both sides are looking to agree on a deal? That is the million-dollar question. Um, you know, we, we, we do know that Mook is our, our best trade piece right now. Mook is our best trade piece right now. And, uh, both sides have, you know, obviously he's indicated that he does not want to be traded. And it appears as though the Knicks are, uh, interested in bringing him back. The Knicks look at him as a, a leader on the team. They look at him as a, as a building block, somebody that they, that can, you know, get these young guys in order, somebody that these young guys can rally around. And, and I think, uh, they're going to want to try to get it done. They did sign him this offseason to a one year, $15 million deal. Remember though that he, passed on a three-year $40 million deal with the Clippers over the offseason, was going to go to San Antonio for a two-year $20 million deal, and then reneged and went to the Knicks on a one-year $15 million deal. So the thing about Morris is this, is that uh, he's going to want a multi-year deal. We know that. So for you guys in the chat, you guys let me know, would you want to sign him to a one to a multi-year deal? Ideally, it's going to be a three-year deal worth Upwards, probably $20 million. You know, he's probably going to want to raise. So I would say anywhere between $15, $20 million for three years. Is that something that you you would want in terms of bringing Marcus Mars back? He's 30 years old. 
Yes, he's having a great year this year. He's averaging 19 points and 40% from three. But again, is is the, the long-term commitment worthwhile for the Knicks and Marcus Morris right now? That That's the question we have to ask ourselves. I've loved what he's brought to this team. I think, uh, you know, in a, you know, otherwise terrible season i think he's been one of the few bright spots and certainly as my guy cp the artist has said in the chat yeah he's he's been able to handle himself at msg now he he does have to work on his maturity you know that's that's one thing obviously with the melee that happened at the garden um this past tuesday against memphis you know a lot of it started with him and jay crowder going going back and forth and ultimately, it ended with with Alfred Payton and Jay Crowder getting into it. But I think Marcus, one of one of the downsides to him is he, he's got to get his head in the game. Yes, he can handle the pressure playing in Madison Square Garden, but I think he gets into too many mental games, the mind games, going back and forth with players, and it clearly took him out of his game in the Memphis game. So again, do you want him for a multi-year deal after this? You know, somebody in the chat said that uh, he may hurt the development. And that's the thing that that's my thing is like um, if they do bring him back on a multi-year deal, is the focus going to be on him? You know, what about RJ? What about the upcoming lottery pick? I, I think it should be swinging towards the kids. Is Mook going to still be the focal point if they bring him back on a multi-year deal? Now, in terms of the trade rumors, obviously, the Clippers have still been connected to Marcus Morris. The Clippers are in need of bench depth, and Marcus Morris will bring them just that. I think he would be a perfect piece as a rental for the Clippers who are looking to win right now. Not not just compete in the playoffs. The Clippers are trying to win the championship. And you got the Lakers there. You have the Milwaukee Bucks at the East. The Clippers are looking for that extra depth. Also, because we don't know what the injury concerns will be um, for Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Remember, Paul George is coming off of a double shoulder surgery. Kawhi Leonard has is having some knee flare-ups. He's been on load management all year since last year. And so they will definitely be looking to to add a piece. And I, I think it I think it could happen. I think a, a Morris to the Clippers trade could go down. And uh, I think that would be the best bet with potentially Mo Harkless coming back, uh, maybe maybe a young player from the Clippers, and, and hopefully a first round pick. I think that that's what you're hoping to get out of this thing. You're hoping for um, you know a first round pick out of the deal. The Knicks have to continue to be in, in asset acquisition mode. I, I think that that is where we need to be playing right now. We need to be continuing to build assets and, and to build on on top of this young core. Or to use to use another pick in terms of some sort of flexibility when it comes to trades or what have you. So I think that is certainly important. You know, I I, I think that is definitely important where it comes to the Knicks. So what do you guys think about it? Give me a call, 657-383-1509. It's going to be a short show today, but I'll definitely take some calls if anybody wants to get um, some opinions in here. Happy Friday. Salute to everybody in the chat. G. Andrezzi. Uh, C.U.G. is definitely against it. He says you don't do that. Salute to uh, Tuan Don. What's going on? Tuan doesn't want to get rid of Mook. He says, why are we trying to get rid of Mook and Randall? They're already proven pieces. Stop the damn trading every year. Well, I think I think the difference is that uh, th- this team is not a built to win now. And I think it's not 
it's not about trading everybody. I think it's about making smart trades where it's available. And when you have a player like this who's playing at a career high and, and is and has already admitted that he would like to return, I think it would behoove the Knicks to try to trade him, give him the opportunity to play for something worthwhile, and and then come back in the summertime if it makes sense for both sides. So, obviously, it's a lot of question marks. Who's going to be in charge to make that decision? Will that new friend, new leadership want to uh, bring him back? You know, will that new leadership team want to bring him back? That That is the question. So, we got we got to see how that all plays out. Now, any team that's going to be looking to trade for Mook, you know, you may run the possibility of trading for a player with extra years on his contract. So that's another thing that whoever's going to be in charge is going to have to make that decision on. Is the is the money coming back for a player that's worthwhile having on your roster? Or is it just going to be a salary dump? So let's see. Adam Colley, appreciate it. What's going on? Tribro Jiglo says he wants to call in. You guys can call in, man. 657-383-1509. So I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, we're hearing from uh, various NBA insiders that uh, the trade deadline is, is quiet right now in terms of the rumors. So as I've said on this show plenty of times, I don't expect much to happen. I think this Morris potential trade, you know, is likely if he wants to leave. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't want to leave and uproot and, and go uh, across the country, but. Again, I, I think um, I, I think it, it's a worthwhile thing to do, especially if you already know that he wants to come back here. Why wouldn't you trade him? You're not trading your youngsters. You're not trading half the team. I know. I, I understand a lot of people in the chat want roster stability. I get that. But you also have to understand this team is 13 and 35 for a reason. So a lot of these free agents that came in here, a lot of, these guys are not going to be back next year. Or you hope they're not back next year. Because this this is not a team that fits. Together, it's not a cohesive unit. Randall, I'm okay with. I, I'd like to keep Julius here. I would like to keep Julius here and, and, and continue to build pieces with him, not around him. You don't want him to be the focal point. But I, li- I like what Julius has been um, bringing to this team past couple of games. So there's that. Um, DSJ, we'll see what happens. Could DSJ be flipped for a monk? Could DSJ be flipped for anything right now? I have no idea. But DSJ is certainly somebody that uh, the, the Knicks are going to be looking to trade, and and they've made uh, you know no no illusions about it. They they're definitely trying to trade this kid. So let's see what happens. Who wants Wayne Ellington? Derek McFadden says I think Ellington could could likely just get bought out. Honestly, see Peter Artisan here. Talk to me, bro. What do you want to do? Keep a trade. I love it. I keep him. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, let me tell you something. Uh, I don't know if you watched um, the other night. Jerry West was talking about um, Kobe. I did, and um, he had. Huh? I did. I, I saw it. Yeah, he he was basically saying that he had to trade um, Eddie Jones yeah. because he knew that uh, Kobe needed to to start. Mm-hmm. Now. When I look at our roster and the young guys, I have faith in them and I want them to develop, whatever. But going back to what Chuck D said about 
Madison Square Garden being the microwave. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're watching our youngsters getting cooked. <laughs> yes. Now, I won't be opposed to trading him. But my only thing is is that I see that he's 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 been the best by far um uh vet that we've had. Yes. So I think that the the real problem is uh is trading the the others that we had got and keeping him as maybe as an anchor and then adding what we actually need in the off season. You could probably still get uh if we're creative, you know, um some G League players, whatever to come up. We still got uh Iggy um developing. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. if, if he develops into something a little bit more, then we then we uh you know, see what we could do. But mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing to keep him. Okay, yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I mean, listen, I would try to trade him first. I agree with you on that. But bringing him back, I wouldn't mind it. I, I wouldn't mind bringing it, bringing him back. I, I definitely agree with you on that. Yeah, just a, just as one piece, just yeah. a, just as a little piece to to help us out for next year. And that's all I got to say. Okay. Now, now the question is, the question is, what do you do with Julius? Do you continue to keep these guys in the starting lineup together, or does something have to give? I think. I think something got to give. I'm not. I'm not a fan of Julius, um, or his uh, drunk uncle uh, Sergio um, <laughs> anymore. I mean, uh, like Sergio's my guy, man. He's from Jersey, but he can't be repping. He can't be repping Julius anymore, man. I don't think the Julius <laughs> experiment is working. Uh, you know, uh, for the first time, I'm going to be on Ari's side. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I, I, you know, I, I don't see. I, hey, I would like. I wouldn't mind someone trading Julius. You know, for a couple of picks. Yeah, but you see, know, he's younger. Uh, you know. Yeah, but see, the yeah. difference is the contract. And appreciate the call, bro. See, the, the difference is between Julius and Morris is a contract. You got Julius for two years with a third year option. And Morris is a, basically a free agent. So any team that's going to be trading for him has to want to bring on that, those years on the contract. It's a tough situation, man. It's a very tough call. I, I, I What do you guys in the chat think? Would you would you guys be more willing to trade Julius? Would you be more willing to trade Julius? I get what you guys are saying. Yes, he can be a ball hog at times. I, I do get that. But I, I, I don't know. I, I like how Julius has been playing as of late, to be honest with you. And sometimes when I look at the the lackluster play of the supporting cast, sometimes, you know, I just feel like it's human nature with Julius trying to trying to do too much. I think he gets caught trying to do too much. So I think uh, with more talent with him, maybe he gets a little bit better. So... Let's see how that goes. Salute to everybody in the chat once again. Happy Friday to all you guys out there. Um, I'm, I'm going to be watching that Lakers-Blazers game tonight. I want to see the Kobe tribute. Um, you know, the Kobe situation has been real tough. Melo's not playing tonight. Melo, Melo's still grieving. So, tough situation, man. But I'm definitely going to be uh, locked in on that game. Chris from Brooklyn. Chris, what do you think about this, uh, the, the MOOC news? What's going on? What's up? This is Tribo. What's up? What's good, bro? Oh, oh, what's good, bro? Chilling. Try borrow Jiggle in the Chilling. building. What up, man? Talk to me, yeah. bro. How you feeling? Chilling, man. I, I, I think, man. The people, a lot of people bash Randall. I think Randall is one of our best players this whole season. Him and Mook and RJ. But I, I think, like, I would trade both Morris and and uh, Randall 
and get us a certified point guard here because we need that. You know, but all three of our guards now, they can't shoot. They're not good. I, I feel like like we need we need to go after Rubio or, or um Patrick Beverly. Why not the draft? Somebody Why not the draft? Well, we, yeah, but I mean, but we tried that already. Like, you know, we got, we had Frank, Phil Jackson picked him and he thought he was the next Tony Parker, but it's not working with Frank. You know what I'm saying? I think we, we need a, a, a certified veteran point guard that, that's going to command the court and 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 show and, and show the young players how to how to you know how to win. And I think with Knox, I think Knox has potential, but he needs to go to the G League for a couple of weeks or months and and then bring him back. But I, I don't think I will trade Knox. I think Knox is good, but. We we need that point guard though, man. That's the main thing we need for this offense. I mean, honestly, you know I, like, I agree like with you. I do agree with you, but I think the the way I would do it is go yeah. get him in the draft and put Peyton on the bench. That's what Peyton I would do. To go. Like trade Peyton, trade DSJ, and I like DSJ, but he he got to go and and definitely Frank. But I I don't know like like drafting another young point guard unless we get in somebody in the draft that's like John Morant type. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's the way to go for a point guard. At least, you know what I'm saying. Well, but time, I definitely feel like yeah, we got some pieces here. You know what I'm saying. Time will tell. Time will tell. I mean you this know? this this has been yeah. known. This has been known to be a, a a point guard heavy draft. Now they're also now they're also telling you is that it, it, it's the, the talent wise is not as deep. Either way, go go draft that point guard or the best player available if it's a point guard. Wherever we're gonna pick, throw him in there if he's ready. I would if for your veteran piece, unless you want to go out and go get somebody, I would ideally just slot Peyton as a backup because I think Peyton can be the capable backup. The problem is he's a starter right now, and so sometimes you want to pull your hair out with the decisions that he's making. But um, I think as a backup, I think he would be fine. I think he would be fine as as a backup, and then you you draft you go out and try to go draft. Your franchise. That's how I would try to play it. You know what I mean? That's how I would try to play it. Uh, in terms of free agent point guards for next season, I'm not. I mean, Drogics. What, what do you guys think about Drogics? Unrestricted. Drogics will be an unrestricted free agent going into the summer. You got Van, Van Fleet. I know some of you guys are Van Fleet fans. Can't Baysmore, no way. Jeff Teague? Is Jeff Teague the, the backup that you want? Reggie Jackson? No. DJ Augustine? No. That that's just this is according to CBS Sports at top thirty. Their top thirty uh free agents available. I mean this free agent class, this is their top thirty free agents, period. Let me just show you guys this so you guys can see. I wasn't really trying to get into free agent talk, but Tribor Gigolo took me there because he, he wanted to talk about uh, potential options. I mean, obviously, 80s at the top. You figure he's going to go to the Lakers, you know, rightfully so. You figure he's going to stay in L.A., as he should. Uh, Brandon Ingram, restricted free agent. He's, he's probably a lock for the Pelicans. DeRose in the way. But let's go to the point guards. The first point guard on deck is uh, Dragic. And then you have Van Fleet. Who's obviously going to stay in Toronto? I can't see any way they they uh they get rid of him. So in terms of signing, your you, your options are pretty slim, unless you want Teague as your backup. You know, unless you want Teague as your backup. What, what do you guys think about it? 
To, to, I'm not talking about starters now. For Van Fleet, it'll be a starter, but fatigue and for Dragic, to me, that's your Dragic is obviously a good starter still. Teague, I would put on the bench, but to me, I'm going in the draft. I want to go through the draft and go get my point guard of the future and, and see how that works. You know what I mean? That that's just my take on it. Uh what else? In other news, you have um speaking of Peyton, Peyton has been suspended. For tomorrow night's game against the Pacers for the altercation with Jay Crowder. Peyton has been suspended. Marcus Morris has been fined 35000 And so we expected that to happen. What else? RJ made the Rising Stars challenge in Chicago. So it looks like RJ's going to Chicago. If his ankle could hold up, we'll see if he plays in that. I thought my man Mitch got snubbed, man. I thought Money Mitch... I thought they robbed Mitch of a spot in the Rising Stars Challenge. It would have been nice to see him playing with some competent point guards out there. You got Trey Young in the game, John Morant, uh, J- uh, Zion. You got Luka Doncic. I want to see Mitch in there, man. Mitch in there mixing it up with, with some talent. You know what I mean? But uh, unless somebody gets injured, man, uh, we'll see what happens. But RJ will be playing for the uh, for the world team. So we'll see, man. Travis from Queens in here. Travis, how you feeling tonight, man? What's going on, CP? What's good, bro? Pretty good. Not so much. Yeah. Um. So, I'm definitely for trading uh, Mars mm-hmm. because this is ideally what we wanted to get a guy on a one year deal that plays well that we can get some assets assets for. Like this team is nowhere ready to compete. That's what I think. So. You have to get some assets for him. Like a, you can't fall in love with this guy. Yeah, I mean he, he's very good, but this is exactly what we wanted him to do. Yes, you know um, I would keep Randall. Uh, he's young. Um, I think that's he's going through that first year to New York kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think once he gets comfortable, I think he's going to be you know a guy who's going to stay in our starting lineup. You know. Um, I think we. I'm willing to 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 wait on him. He's still very young. I think Morris will be best suited on on a, a veteran team with, that's you know ready to to win. But we can't we can't keep him. We cannot. It it just be the next thing to do. Yeah. Like you, you you can't do it. You can't do it. I I I, I love how he explained and you know I I I'd hope that Kevin Knox had picked would pick up a little bit more from him. Mm-hmm. That's what I was expecting, but I'm still willing to wait on Kevin Knox because his, his talent is superb to me. I just think he really needs to be coached right, maybe be around a better point guard or what, but I'm not going to give up on him. But Mark's got to uh, yeah. go. we got to get some assets for him. That's, that's how I see it. Appreciate it, Travis. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, man. This is what the rebuild is about. And and you went out in free agency. You signed a guy that's, that's playing heads-up career year, especially from three. And and the, the interest is there to bring him back. I would go to him and say, listen, I know your family's here in Philly. If, if you want to try to go compete for something and come back summertime, we'll, we'll renegotiate at the table. I, I think that's a no-brainer. I think that's a no-brainer move. So hopefully the two the two sides can uh, come to an agreement because the trade deadline is six days away. Thursday, February 6th is a trade deadline. I will be live and direct for that. We'll probably come on, you know, a couple hours before the deadline and hit refresh like a maniac and see what's going on. So 
We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Not gonna not gonna count on much, but we'll see how that goes. Remember, these shows are available in audio podcast format. For some of you new guys, it's available in Spotify iTunes, if you're an iTunes, Apple Podcast listener, please leave us a review. It would definitely mean a lot to me if you did that. Uh, Google Play as well, Stitcher. So we're all over, man. We make sure that whether it's audio, whether it's video, you guys get the news, you guys get the rumors, the caller reactions, everything, and whatever method that works best for you. Share these videos as well. Please uh, uh, share this video on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, any social media platform that you use the most. Um, if you share it on Twitter, use the hashtag PostGameNYK. K and we'll add you to our private um, Twitter DM group. So the conversation continues even after the show is off. So you can continue to uh, converse with uh, fellow members of our community. We also have a Discord channel going on as well. So links to the Discord group and all the podcasts, all that are in the video description. So make sure you do that. Um, Some of the content, CP the Artist mentioned the Chuck D interview. I had the legend Chuck D on the show Monday night uh, paying tribute to Kobe Bryant. So check it out in the... uh, lowercase i icon as well and uh, as well as some of our more recent content if you're new in the chat leave us a hashtag new and and welcome to the show um travis said he's not giving up on kev yeah i said that the other day man i'm not giving up on kev i know you guys are are not uh sold on him the the motor and the aggressiveness is definitely a huge question mark i'm with you guys 100 percent but you got to remember, Kev is now on his second coach. You have Frank, who's in on his third coach. We, we need to get some development in here going. We need to get a consistent structure in place. These guys have to go to the G League. I wish the team would embrace that option. And, and, and let's go. And we'll see. Some guys are going to shake out, shake loose, and, and not be much. And, and I think some guys can, maybe they can get some more out of them. So let's see. Well, let's see what happens. I'm not going to tell you Kev is going to be anything. I'm just saying I'd like to see if they can uh, develop him and get him up. But, you know, teaching the kid to be aggressive or teaching the kid to have a motor is tough. That's tough, man. You know, God bless Kobe. That was one of the things I said, uh, you know, a couple months ago. I said they need to send Kev to go see Kobe. Go get that Mamba mentality and him toughen him up a little bit. But that, that's tough, man. Salute to Omar Gabriel. He says, hey, CP, love in the chat. Salute to you, Omar. A couple super chats came in. Michael Parker, number one friend of the program. He says, salute to CP. Salute to the chat. Salute to the mods. Trade Morris. So, Michael Parker is definitely on team trade. Also want to shout out my guy, Escott35. What's going on, Escott? He wants James Wiseman. He says he can be a two-way player, rim protector, and scorer. Could be an AD clone in the future. And then draft Marcus Howard in the second round. What do you guys think about that? I need to take a look at James Wiseman a little bit more. I, can, I really can't make a determination one way or the next. I can tell you that in the next coming weeks, we're going to have Spencer Perlman on the show. We're going to go deep dive into the draft because it's getting to that point now. We're getting to February, March Madness right around the corner. A lot of prospects are going to be on this play. So Spencer has been, he was on the show last year doing his draft breakdowns and uh, worked for the Phoenix Suns in their draft war room. So Spencer's coming with a lot of credibility, does some great work. And and uh, we're going to have him on in a couple weeks as he breaks down some of um, his picks that, that he um, did some scouting reports on so far. So salute to Spencer. Now, we were one year ago today, what was the was the Kristaps Porzingis trade? I, I also put that that video up there from the live stream because it was such a crazy day. But, you know, the debate going on today, obviously, because there was not much to talk about, was uh, who won the trade? 
Dallas or the Knicks. I mean, to me, I was I was debating with people on Twitter back and forth. I was saying, uh, you know, the way I judged this trade wasn't about what Dallas got. It was about the objectives of the trade for the Knicks. And to me, the objective was to clear that cap space to go get KD and another max player. And I think in that regard, the Knicks failed miserably. And I think they botched this trade. I think they botched this trade in terms of that objective. It's not about whether KP was good or not. I think they botched the trade. They went out and traded this kid with no guarantees that they were going to be able to use the cap space to, to get their free agents. They wanted to, to get those two max contracts. That's what they talked about. Dolan talked about it. Steve Mills talked about it. And they didn't even get a meeting with any of the top tier free agents. So on that, I think it was a complete flop. Now, KP's not having a great year. I will give you that. I will give you that. He hasn't been healthy. The knee's been sore. He's been resting the knee. I think he's averaging about 16 points and nine rebounds on the year. Three-point numbers are a bit down. So obviously, uh, you know, from from the Knicks side of things, yeah, you look like it, it's a win because KP's not playing well and he signed a max contract with the Mavericks. But I just look at it as we could have done better. And... I think on the on the surface that they wanted to win free agency, they flopped horribly. They flopped horribly. And I don't think that you can make this type of trade not knowing what the future holds. I'm I'm okay with the flexibility that it gives them in the long run. I like that they have to cap flexibility. Okay, but to me, I would have rather been looking at KP, Mitch, and RJ, and a potential point guard next year, then, you know, what we're looking at for the future. So, I don't know. CP, the artist, says everything changed when, when KD changed towards Achilles. It's possible. Cer- certainly possible. I don't know. I, I wish I was a fly on the wall to know what the, uh, you know, the, the thought process there was behind making this trade. But, you know, you look at it, DSJ's been trash, he, and it looks like they're going to get rid of him. Uh, uh, Wesley Matthews ain't here. DeAndre Jordan ain't here, and they weren't nothing to 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 write home about. So now you're looking at two two picks that'll be in the twenties. Now you're hoping it to, for miracles. So I don't know. You know, like I said, I, I would have much rather have have seen KP, RJ, and Mitch out there running around. At least you have your stretch four that you needed with RJ, but. You know, again, I understand it. You know, I understand it. Uh, KP, uh, you know, that's a lot of money for him. The max deal, it is a lot of money. But let's see. Maybe he needs a year to to get that knee stronger. Maybe he comes back next year even stronger. We'll see. We shall see. But like I said, it was a gamble. Did was it? Did they have no choice? Did they did did they not have a choice? Some people say he was forcing his way out. I think there's three sides to the story, and I don't think we've heard his in its entirety. And that's what I'm a bit, bit leery of. Before I just, you know, that that night of the trade, everybody was like, he wanted out, he wanted out, he wanted out. But I feel like we were kind of just buying into the Knicks side of things, and that's very dangerous. So I don't know, just something to think about. Not not nothing to to relitigate a rehash. But just something something to think about. Who who was the true winner to that trade? Not sure. We will really know yet. But uh we got Knicks basketball coming back on tomorrow night. Knicks in Indiana against the Pacers. 
a formidable 31 and 17 pacer team man this is a nasty nasty team and uh it's gonna be a tough matchup for us man gonna be a tough matchup i mean this is a team that uh is a tough defensive team scrappy defensive team uh one of the top teams in two-point field goal percentage a deep team you have victor oladipo coming back you got sabonis who's having a a good year all-star year tj warren having a good year uh it's gonna be tough it's gonna be a tough matchup man and and so these knicks better be ready to play one of the areas they can get involved is on the boards paces are not a great rebounding team i think the knicks should be able to use their size out there and, and get after it if they are all ready to go so let's see what happens but we will be back make sure you tune in to the number one show for the fans by the fans that is knicks fan tv for post game live cpj ellis more news more rumors more post game analysis and more callers salute to everybody that called in Salute to everybody that tuned in. And uh, yeah, man, you guys have a great Friday night. We'll check you guys back on Saturday. Tribro Gigolo, thanks for calling in. Apple Fanboy, always thanks for tuning in. Steve Stark, checking in all the way from Thailand. Steve Stark, appreciate it, man. Green Lantern, what's going on? Derek McFadden, I appreciate you for tuning in. Anthony Miller, thanks for watching. Dervish, thanks for watching. And uh, yeah, man, all the mods, thanks a lot for coming on uh, on this impromptu live stream. I'll check you guys tomorrow, man. You guys have a good evening. Peace. You've worked hard for what you have. Your money, your assets, your 401k, and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.